I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. And most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, anybody excited about Jesus tonight? Oh, God is here. His presence is here. Can you guys handle a little bit more good news? Uh, I shared this a couple weeks ago, but we, um, I, uh, at Young Adults on Thursday night a couple weeks ago, we had um, a time where I shared a testimony from years ago of a lady uh, on the streets of Portland that we prayed for that got radically healed of fibromyalgia. And she had, uh, it's a nerve condition. She had pain all throughout her body. We were open air preaching in downtown Portland. This lady gets radically healed and born again. We actually had her uh, sharing and open air preaching as people were walking by. She just got born again, sharing her testimony. Ah, Jesus just healed me. And I was sharing this testimony to young adults and one of our young adults um, texted her, called her mom and said, hey, come to the meeting. Um, and she, her mom had fibromyalgia. Um, so she came in at the end of the meeting and we were just worshiping. And for the last 16 or 17 years or something like that, she has not, she, had, she has had excruciating pain on her arms uh, if you touch them. And she hasn't been able to hug her daughter without pain. And we prayed for her. And I just want you to just celebrate this as if this was you. 16, 17 years, has not been able to hug her daughter without pain. God touched her. She was completely healed. All the pain left her body. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, man. I shared that a couple of Sundays ago. Another, another lady up front, she had pain in her hips, her legs. All the pain left. We prayed for her. Man, the gospel is powerful. The gospel is powerful. We don't have a powerless gospel. It is powerful. And God is willing, able, and excited to touch his people. He loves, he loves to release his goodness and alignment on the earth. So I just want to give you permission to be healed at any moment. And uh, last time I said that, I think I literally could not get through my message because people were just getting healed in the presence of God. Listen, his presence is here. Where his presence is, healing is available because he is healing. And so if you're radically healed, I'm, I'm hesitant to say this because I know I'll be interrupted. But if you're radically healed, I'll interrupt me. Put your hand up. Interrupt me. We want to hear what God is doing. All right. Well, I've shared on a similar topic uh, about a year ago, um, but I felt I, I, I have a, uh, a prophetic message for tonight, and I feel just really clearly, I felt a word from the Lord 
um, to share tonight. And I want to give some clarity uh, to what I feel like the Lord's doing um, corporately with us as, uh, you know, Bethel Austin, but also individually. And I want to start with this quote from Lou Engle. He, he says this, that God had a dream and then he wrapped your skin around that dream. I'll say that again. God had a dream and then he wrapped your skin around that dream. Did you know that you are God's dream come true? You are God's dream come true. He dreamt about you and then he created you. Come on. And I want to say this, that God has a big dream for your life, bigger than you even realize. And in order to get to that dream, expansion is necessary, okay? Expansion is necessary. He needs to expand you in order to see that dream fulfilled. And I want to tell you this. This is, this is the word of the Lord for what God is doing with us corporately. How many of you know we think a lot individually, but actually a lot of the times we're more connected than we know. You're more connected to the body than you know. And, and what I feel like God's doing in this season is he is expanding us. It is time for us to take the land. And God wants to expand you and we're in a season of individual expansion and corporate expansion. And it's important to realize that everything God does grows. Everything God does expands. There's nothing that God does that stays stagnant. There's nothing that God does that shrinks 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. There's only one direction in the kingdom, from glory to glory. And God has a desire that his kingdom would expand on the earth, that his gospel would go forth in Austin, that the kingdom would continue to increase. And did you know this? The kingdom is, the Bible says, within you, which means that you must expand for the kingdom to expand. And I just want to say this, like, God wants to expand you in every area of your life. He wants to release expansion and increase and in land to be taken in every area of your life. He wants to expand your relationships, your favor. Did you know that Jesus grew in favor with man and God? If Jesus needed to grow and expand, how much more do we? He wants to expand your resources. He wants to expand everything that you're doing, your ministry, every part of your life. He wants to expand it. 
This is his heart for you. It's increase. It's expansion. There is no stagnant waters in the kingdom. He wants it to increase. He wants it to flow. And I'm telling you, we're in a season of corporate expansion, okay? You guys tracking with me? Okay, so this is where I want to go. God is expanding us. This is what's happening in the spirit. Whether you feel like it or not, I'm telling you, it's happening. Expansion is here. God is expanding us individually and corporately, okay? Okay, this is where I want to go tonight. Expansion doesn't always feel good. I'm going to start, you're going to start to connect it because some of you are looking at me like, I don't feel like anything's expanding. I'm telling you, God is doing it, but expansion doesn't always feel good. John 15, it says that when you bear fruit, he prunes you so that you can expand and bear more fruit. Uh, How many of you have ever been pruned? How many of you feel like, this is where we're connecting it, right? God's expanding you. How many of you feel like you're in a pruning season right now? Look, look around. Look at how many people feel like they're in that season because God is expanding you. All right, you guys remember the Israelites when they're given the promised land and they send the, you know, uh, Moses sends the 12 spies and 10 of them come back fearful, right? And only Joshua and Caleb came back full of, of faith. And uh, remember what the, the people, the 10 that were fearful, they said, um, they said, we cannot attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they said, you know, oh, we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. And they look at us the same way. But Joshua and Caleb said, if the Lord is pleased with us, he'll lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people in the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone. The Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. You know, there's often resistance in taking the land, but the resistance isn't always the giants. It's not the impossibilities. It's fear. Fear is often the resistance in taking the land. And in a time of expansion, God is looking for courageous people who will not bow to fear. And I want to I wanna hit this tonight and really camp on this, that God is expanding us past fear. And I want to start in the gospel here. Um, you know, I love the gospel. We've been hitting identity the past few weeks um, pretty hard. But the reason that you can be a courageous believer is because of the gospel And it's because of what Jesus paid for and the power of the gospel, the power of the truth of the gospel. I'm not going to camp here too long, but I want to read out of Colossians 1.22, one of my favorite verses. It says, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. Okay. If you're born again, 
you've been brought into his presence. This is the truth of the gospel. Listen, you're not trying to get into God's presence. If you're born again, you have been brought into his presence. I'm trying over here, try this side. You have been brought into his presence. You are in his presence right now. Okay. Okay, you've been brought into his presence. In this, you are holy. Say, I'm holy. holy. And blameless, blameless, as you stand before him without a single fault. This is who you are. This is your identity. Did you know that you stand before God right now, no matter how you feel, no matter what you did today, no matter any of it, if you're born again, you stand before God right now, holy and blameless, and the Father looks at you and he doesn't see a single fault. He literally sees Jesus when he looks at you whether you feel it or not. If you're born again, something significant happened to you. This is who you are. This is your identity. Holy and blameless, not a single flaw. This is who you are. I know the religious spirit, it goes, oh, how can you tell people they don't have flaws? There's so many flaws. Like, look at what that person did, all this stuff. Listen, we're not trans, you know how you're transformed? By what you believe. Romans 12, 2. You're transformed by what you believe, the renewing of your mind. This is how you're transformed. And I'm telling you, you stand before the, the Father right now without a single flaw. Okay. 2 Timothy 1, 7. <clears throat> says this, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So they, you know, the scripture calls fear a spirit. Okay, so I'm going to tie this together. You are washed white as snow. You're redeemed. You're holy. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus. And then the scripture calls fear a spirit. So if you feel fear, it's not you. You're you're holy. You're without a single flaw. If you feel fear, it's not you. You are not what you feel. (laughs) Oh, that's a good word right there. You are not what you feel. You are who God says you are. (laughs) This is why you're called a believer and not a feeler. All right. All right, I wanna I wanna expose something here and you may be sitting here tonight and go, well, I don't think I have like a lot of fear in my life. You know, really, I don't, I don't have a lot of fear in my life, but I wanna, I wanna expose something. Um, and sometimes we don't even realize 
that there is ground in our life that has not been taken because of fear. And I'm telling you, God wants to expand us. We're in a season of expansion. Um, and, and fear, so fear, it's, it's easy to identify fear when you're like scared of something like spiders or snakes or heights or something like that. But I, I want to I wanna share two things that people do um, to kind of hide and even like unknowingly like stay, not, stay away from fear or unknowingly um, create boundaries to where we're not confronting fear in our lives. And number one, uh, a lot of people, we, a lot of us do this, but a lot of times with fear, we draw a line around our life where there's fear, and we go, I just don't cross that line, so I never feel fear. This happens a lot. I just don't cross that line, and so I never feel fear. Um, an example of this would be, hey, I'm scared of, say, say I'm scared of being vulnerable. Maybe you're not even aware of that, but you're scared of being vulnerable. So what you do is you draw a line around your life, and you just go, this is the boundary line of my life. I'm not going to cross that line um, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be vulnerable. I'm not going to put myself in situations where I'm vulnerable because deep down, I'm actually scared to be vulnerable. Or say you're scared of, of uh, leaders and leadership in your life because you've been hurt by leaders. So you draw a line around you so that you stay away from leaders so that you won't be afraid and scared to be hurt by leaders. Is, is, that, is that making sense? And I want to tell you, like, God, wants, God is taking us past that line. This is what's happening. Some of you are in an uncomfortable season, and it's because God is wanting to take you past that line. All right, another, another way uh, we kind of avoid fear or hide from it is we build walls around our heart, and we harden our heart so that we, so that we don't experience fear. An example of this would be you're afraid of feeling powerless, and so whenever you're about to feel powerless or there's a situation where you are about to feel powerless, you get really angry. And you build a wall of anger around you because what's the root? You're actually afraid. Anger is just a, a wall around your heart because you're actually afraid. And sometimes we do this. And so how do you know if there is a spirit of fear in your life that you're bowing to, it's easy. It tri you're triggered. Yeah. <laughs> you're triggered. You're triggered by something. You may say, I have an anger problem. No, you have a fear problem. You may say, I have a problem with leadership. No, you have a fear problem. I have a problem with vulnerability. No, it's a fear problem. Anything that, that triggers you, and some of you, you know, maybe that example is true. You get angry, frustrated, all this stuff. Or maybe, like, I know when my trigger, when I feel triggered by fear, I feel locked up. 
I feel like, oh, I can't be myself. Like, I don't, I feel like I'm not fully myself. And when that happens, you have permission through the power of the gospel to not bow to fear. Okay? You have permission to stand up and say, I'm not going to bow to fear. You know, what's happening when you're, you're triggered by something or there's fear in your life is that, you know, fear breeds control. And so where there is fear, we try to grab control, right? And we, we partner with control. The problem with that is control is really witchcraft. It's really the same spirit as witchcraft. When you're controlling something, And so that's why we want to stay away from control. We want to have our walls down and we want to operate in love, but we want to also not bow to fear. All right, Havilah Cunnington says this. I love this. You cannot go around fear. You have to go through it. You know how many people live their life trying to avoid fear. And what's happening? You're actually going against God's plan for your life, his dream for your life. Because what's happening is God is expanding you and you're avoiding it because you don't want to go through fear. You're trying to go around it. But actually, there's only one way to get through fear. You have to go through it. Chris Valentin says this, the dogs of doom stand at the doors of your destiny. When you hear them bark, you know that you are near your promised land. Courageous people feel fear. They just don't bow to it. Courageous people feel fear. They just don't bow to it. I, uh, I want to share this a testimony and I really what I want to do is I want to I want to challenge us and even uh, to release just even something that would stir inside of us to go after fear uh, because I believe that God is expanding us in so many directions individually and corporately um, but I had a season in my life where um, I allowed fear to actually be my tutor. And what I mean by that is I wanted to expand. I was partnering with God's expansion in my life. And so what I did was every time I felt fear, I would do the opposite of what I felt. Every, I would go into situations, I would allow fear. Oh, I feel fear. I'm going to do the opposite. I would think about something. I remember one time we were at a restaurant with a group of friends and I was going after this with a group of friends together and we're talking and we're like, what if we open air? We're just joking. What if we just open air preached and revival broke out at this restaurant? As soon as we said that, I felt fear. And I turned to my friend. I said, did you feel that? And he's like, yeah. I was like, we got to do it. We open air preached at this restaurant. Literally got up, kicked fear in the face. Listen, courageous people feel fear. We just don't bow to it. You just don't bow to it. You do the opposite. And I remember a fun story in this season. Um, 
I met Janessa in our like first, uh, first like real date, I would say. Uh, I took her to Captain America in the movie theaters like right when it came out. And was, so uh, my friend though had gone um, I went with the movie to the movie theaters with him like the week before, two weeks before, and he opened air preached at the end of the movie. And I literally was like, that freaks me out. <laughs> I was like, I got to do it now. Because I'm allowing fear to be my tutor, right? So I have a thought, I'll be like, oh, whoa, like that would freak me out. Okay, like God's expanding us, right? God, God wants to expand your territory. He wants you to take the land. He wants you to grow. Listen, not stay stagnant. Can we not be a church that stays stagnant? Come on. Yes. We are a church of courageous people, okay? And uh, so anyway, I, he, he did that. And then I took Janessa to this movie, uh, Captain America. And I knew, someone told me at the end of the movie, the last line is like something like the age of something has ended and the age of miracles has begun. And then the movie ends. Like that's the last line of the movie. And so I was like, that is the perfect opportunity to open air preach. And so halfway through the movie, it's our first date, real date. And I'm like, hey, Janessa, uh, I feel like we're supposed to open air preach. And she's like, okay, like let's do it at the end of the movie. And so at the end of the movie, the, the, the last clip, the age of something has ended, the age of miracles has begun. We got down at the bottom and we were like, it's true. It's true. The age of miracles has begun. It began with Jesus. He wants to heal people here right now. And we preached to this group and I was calling out words of knowledge and you know, the response was not that great. <laughs> I, I, I felt like, I was like, oh, somebody's getting healed. I think I called out some condition, like a neck condition or something. And I knew it was this guy. And so I called it out. And I, and I point to him. I said, is it you? God's healing your neck. And this guy pretends that I don't exist, <laughs> freezes up and stares like off into, off into like space and just does not respond. I'm literally pointing to him. Everyone's like looking at him. <laughs> so the response was, you know, it wasn't the best, but the point was we were kicking fear in the face. The point was, I'm not going to bow to fear. I'm not going to allow fear to control my life. I'm not going to have a boundary around my life that I never get past, even though God has a big dream for my life, that I'm stuck here forever. And I want to tell you something, that a lot of the Western church is completely stuck in a circle around their life. They wouldn't say they're fearful, but if you ask them to do something radical, they wouldn't do it. Why? Because they're afraid. Because they're afraid. There's one, I really believe there's one reason why the gospel is not going forth in power in Austin. And it's 100% one reason because of fear. 100%. We need to be aggressive against fear. God is expanding you. Listen, he is expanding you. He wants to take you further than you've ever gone before in every area of life. Listen, for some, some of you... You know, it's not scary to open air preach. 
Maybe that is scary for you. But, but for some of you, starting a business is scary. What are the areas that God wants to take you? Where are the boundaries that you've drawn around your life that you're not even allowing God to speak to you in because you've, you've put walls up around you so you don't experience fear? God is, is raising up a courageous people, a people of courage, a radical people, not a people that don't feel fear, but a people that don't bow to fear. I have to throw this in here too. You, you don't have to be loud to be courageous. <clears throat> and I want to I wanna emphasize this too, that I believe that courage is having a tender heart, walls down, but not bowing to fear. Because a lot of people put up walls and they can do something for the Lord, but their walls are up. You know, we want to be tenderhearted, our walls down, in love, and then courageous in it. Amen. I, uh, <laughs> I won't have us do this, but I'm just going to give an example. I did, we did this last, a year, year ago or whatever when I, when I talked about kicking fear in the face. But it's good. It's good to have this gauge. Like, what would scare you? What would scare you if I pointed at you right now and said, hey, you, stand up on your chair and praise the Lord, give a shout to the Lord for one minute in front of everyone. Like, would that scare you? What would scare you? God, God wants to break that thing. He wants to break the power of fear in your life. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.